Welcome back to another episode of the Tracy Take Draft Review. Today we are doing the AFC North and we are going through each team and grading their overall draft. Uh, warning, there is no uh, rubric on how we grade. So if we give one team an A minus uh, and you feel like it was a B plus, yeah, go fuck yourself. But uh, anyways, um, thanks for joining us. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, Ryan, I'm looking forward to getting into the AFC North. Uh, oh, yeah. This is uh, personal. The whole mom side of the family is big Browns fans, and they actually made the playoffs and won a game. I think for the first I time. Know. I thought I, I thought the world was going to end, honestly. Oh, well, they almost beat the Chiefs. Like They almost beat the Chiefs. If it yeah. wasn't for the massive – Massive balls of Chad Haney, uh, or yeah. uh, Chad Haney, uh, to to pass it on that fourth down play. I mean, that, well, that I remember watching well, that. But then also that. too, not to just go down, take the sack, and then punt it. Yeah. Uh, on on that third down, and then to, mm-hmm. to run it, and almost get the first down. Fifteen and it, a half yards on third and sixteen. It was funny watching that game and hearing Tony Romo was like, "This is a fake play. This is a fake play. Don't jump. This is. They are not. No way. They're snapping hike." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, they snapped it." <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. The play. No. It. I mean, Andy Reid has some of the biggest balls in football coaching history. Oh, he, he, he's 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 now in the it, upper echelon of of best coaches with his overall career and his pedigree mm-hmm. now, but. Well, offense. even if you have Patrick Mahomes out there, I'm like, I don't know if you do it. But then he had his backup quarterback, Chad Henney, out there. Yeah. I mean, he still he still yeah. was like, you know what? We're throwing the ball. A, a poor man's Tom Brady. Uh, literally, they both were at Michigan together. So Yeah. But uh-huh. anyways, uh, we're not talking about the Browns just yet. I think we're going to start out with the Cincinnati Bengals, who picked number five overall. Yep. A little bit of controversy on our live draft show about who they should have picked here. Uh, you thought they should have gone Panay Suel. I somewhat agreed, but I understand the Jamar Chase pick. Yeah, so, so I, I – I, uh, uh, to bury the hatchet, I agree 100% with what you said is I understand it. And it's not a bad pick. It's only a bad pick when Joe, uh, Joe Burrow uh, tears his uh, other ACL uh, because mm. he was – the most hit quarterback last year, correct? Uh, well, in, I uh, relative to when uh, 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 per games played, I guess, yeah, yeah, per games played, uh, twenty destroyed his knee, and he's supposed to be your franchise quarterback. He's supposed to be your guy for the next fifteen years. You see these quarterbacks now uh, are playing. I mean, Philip Rivers played for what eighteen years, uh, seventeen years, or something like that. Like, like 17, yeah. Yeah, so so you you want Joe Burr to be playing to almost potentially 2040, and getting Panay Suel would have locked that up and, and helped mm-hmm. with his longevity, so to say, especially then yeah. coming right after an, an ACL uh, tear. Um, mm-hmm. And not just an ACL tear, but just everything was destroyed. That being said, I do really like the Jamar Chase pick, uh, mm-hmm. um, all things considered. Uh they already had a pretty good receiving core. Now I think they have a great receiving core. Uh, mm-hmm. And already the chemistry with Jamar Chase um, is going to help out a bunch. Uh, um, I'm upset it cost me a little bit of money because I thought Panay Suel was going to be picked fifth in my draft pool. And then essentially then after this pick, every other pick I got wrong because it really messed mm-hmm. up everything. <laughs> so Yeah, no. Uh, but 
moving aside from Jamar Chase, they did then get Jackson Carmen from Clemson and their, with their uh, second pick. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, with their second round pick. I really like that pick as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I like. I think Joseph Asai in the third round is great value. I don't know anything about Cameron Sample, but I think I know we've talked about already in the small past couple. Guy. Yeah, a, a, a small school guy from uh, uh, Tulane. But I know we've criticized people going um, back-to-back with their first two picks in the same position. Colts, for example, Bills is another one, especially two edge rushers. I think here I actually kind of like it because uh, you're going with I, what they think is probably best best value for their system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, and th- with this – at this point in the draft, if one guy doesn't work out but the other does, you're totally fine with that. It's also not picks one and pick two. It's picks yes, it is. three and four, which is which is much different than one and two. Yes, yes. So, However, probably my favorite pick, I think, for the Bengals draft is probably Tyler Shelvin. I love Tyler Shelvin. The that, I mean, defensive dude, lineman from LSU. And now, imagine that this defense, if let's say Joseph Sight and Cameron Sample pan out, and then you have Tyler Shelvin up the middle. Like in the, and I'm not. Do they do a three-four or four-three type team? They they are more of a four-three. They had Carlos Dunlap there for a few years. Okay. Uh, okay. But they're definitely more of a four-three. Um, but yeah. I either way. I mean, you have a huge run-stuffing defensive tackle and Tyler oh Shelton. yeah. Especially then in that division with the Steelers are already a kind of the Steelers have historically always been a very run power run heavy type team. Uh, you also have uh, the Ravens with not Mark Ingram. Um. Uh, uh, Carlos, not, not Carlos. Side, crap. Uh, who's who's the Ravens running back? Uh, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. I knew he was an Ohio State guy. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, and, and uh, with Lamar Jackson, then you also have the running back tandem of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt out of uh, Cleveland. So you need to have that run stopping type guy. And I think the bang. I mean, I I think the Bengals with this pick hit the nail on the head. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, um. With these first five picks, I don't, like I said, I don't know Cameron Sample as much, but um, for me, I, I, I honestly give them uh, an A. Uh, I, I know the Jamar mm-hmm. Chase controversy uh, pick is some, somewhat controversial uh, to some, um, well, myself included, because I think Panace Wells should have been it. That being said, though, still the best receiver in this class, hands mm-hmm. down, and you got him with his former quarterback. So, yeah. uh, to me, I don't think there's much of anything uh, – that they could have done differently besides that one pick. Yeah, yeah. I The one thing that I do wish that they would have done is addressed the offensive line later on. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that there were definitely some offensive linemen that they could have drafted uh, just later in the draft. I don't – I necessarily – like, I'm talking after Tyler Sheldon. Uh, yeah. Well, they did get so, Trey Hill, the center from Georgia. Yeah, and, and I like that pick. I just uh, – I wish they could have gotten a few, like another offensive lineman, mm-hmm. just to build some depth. Because, again, you have Joe Burrow, you you have to protect him, especially after you just had that horrific knee injury. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I I'm gonna go B plus, uh, just because I wish they would have done more to address the offensive line. Um, but I love the Jamar Chase pick. The Jackson Carmen pick to me was pretty good. I think he was the best tackle available. I do think you could have gotten that same talent a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then I I think Joseph Osai was a borderline first round, mm-hmm. like early to mid second round guy. Uh, and you get a mid. Uh, well, I get that's early third round. Uh, so I I like him and Cameron Sample. I think they did a lot to build up that roster with some young talent. Uh, 
But so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go B plus just because I really wish they would have done more on that offensive line. Um, and they also picked the kicker, so I can't really. Yeah, you can't be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't be too high on it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm curious yeah. what the like the logic is behind kicking special teams in the draft. Like, unless if like a dude is just well, like was Harrison Butker was he drafted by the Chiefs? Yeah, I, know I, think he, so. I know he was a standout uh, at Georgia Tech, like like from from his freshman year to, to when he got drafted. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he. I, I'm pretty sure he was drafted. I mean, guys like Steven Guskowski, uh, Justin Tucker were drafted. Uh, I mean, uh, I want to say Pat McAfee was even drafted. I know Jake Bailey who was the all No, no Pat McAfee was undrafted. Oh, he was. I'm pretty sure he was undrafted. I don't think. Oh. That, I thought. Actually, I could be wrong on that. Uh, but I, I know Jake Bailey, the all-pro punter last year for the Patriots, was uh, he was drafted in the fifth round. I mean, usually with these specialty guys, you're looking fifth, uh, fifth round and later. I mean, it's very rare. I think Roberto Aguayo was the only one to be taken that high. Oh, okay. Uh, and I apologize. Pat McAfee was taken in the seventh round, uh, 222nd pick. Uh, yeah. So. And so, uh, I, I mean – they do need a kicker. I just uh, to draft a kicker to me, it's like picking defense with your first five picks in fantasy football. Yeah. Like I, I for me, I I don't necessarily like it because I feel like there's value later. But if if he can become, I, even like the next Steven Guskowski for the Patriots, where he gives you 14 years of consistent field goal kicking. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It then then I mean, go for it. But for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say B plus. Uh, and and move on to the next team for me. Yeah. So right. okay, I like it. I mean, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing the Bengals uh, uh, keep growing. They're they're in that class, I think, with uh, Jacksonville and the Jets uh, mm-hmm. to kind of see them keep developing. They were fun to watch when they played the the Steelers on I think it was Monday Night Football, and even though Joe Burrow wasn't in there, the team itself looked interesting and and, and looked like they were developing well. Yeah. 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 And with a young team like that, they're going to take time. I don't really think they're going to compete for anything this year. I think at most they will maybe get a wild card, but even then that's kind of a stretch. Uh, yeah, uh, especially in that division with, with how dominant uh, those other teams are. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think uh, uh, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, just because, uh, heck, the Steelers might be the, the, the worst team, uh, and, and we're going to speak about them in a second. But, um, yeah. like, maybe they'll pass uh, – the Steelers, but I don't think they'll pass the Browns or the Ravens this year. No, no, no. And <coughs> we'll talk about this uh, in a minute, but I, I really think that the, the Browns are going to be good. But I think the Steelers pick next. It was the Steelers, then the Browns, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, Steelers, then Browns, then Ravens. Okay. Steelers picked 24th overall, and kind of want to hear your uh, opinions. Well, okay, so – I like Najee Harris as a player. I just – he was not the problem in the run game. Like, the running yeah. back position was not the problem. Uh, Najee Harris at 24, to me, we talked about this in our uh, draft review, just our overall draft review, uh, was probably one of, the, one of the worst picks in the first round just because I don't – I don't think he's a first-round running back. I think it's risky to take a running back in the first round anyways. But then to not address the offensive line, to me, is 
a crime for them. I mean, you have a 38-year-old quarterback in Big Ben. Uh, you had a running back in James Conner that had run for 1,000 yards twice, two or three times in his career, uh, and they let him walk. And so I feel like you could have just signed an off- or drafted an offensive lineman, signed James Conner, and then your run game would have been back to, to what it was. But I don't know. And then they didn't even pick an offensive lineman until round three. Uh, yeah. And uh, I don't really know a whole lot about Kendrick Green from Illinois, but I hadn't heard from him. So I. Yeah, that's one of the things. So the uh, the uh, uh, Kendrick Green pick, he he, he is a talented uh, um, uh, center, uh, and he could also possibly play guard here. Uh, um, yeah. In the um, uh, uh, um, uh, NFL, sorry. Um, but I agree. So it's like I like Najee Harris and I like Pat Fairmuth uh, um, as prospects. But the, as, these, as these as these two picks, I, I hate them. I don't like these picks uh, because it's like what you said. That, that, that's not the issue uh, uh, really and, um, with the Steelers last year. And, and also and another thing as well. So we talk offensive linemen, but also the, I feel like they're not preparing really for the future after Ben Roethlisberger as well. If you're talking about, no. I know there's all this controversy with with. Green Bay, but uh, and, and Aaron Rodgers, but if you you had a lot of lot of uh, QB talent in this draft class, and not only did you not even get uh, one of the first five, but then you didn't even get the next couple of guys in Kyle Trask yeah. or uh, Kelly. When you were in, you could have you had your pick of the litter at fifty five. Yeah, uh, of, of all those guys, you yeah. didn't even get blocked in the fourth round. You had multiple picks there, so yeah, and uh, so. For me, that was another wasted opportunity where I think they could have really upgraded. Uh, and I, so I did just look up a little bit about uh, Kendrick Green, and he's a, a physical guy uh, and very athletic. But uh, still, I think you could have gotten somebody that was much, much better. I mean, you could have gotten Tevin Jenkins, uh, who was the guy from Stanford, Walker Little, uh, yeah. like at, the, at that pick. And those picks, to me, I think will pay much more dividends than Najee Harris in the end. Najee yeah. Harris had no runs uh, over 20 yards in the SEC. By the way, Alabama had the best offensive line that they've had in years. Yeah. So it, most most of Najee Harris's big plays, if you watch his tape, actually came off of screen passes. Yeah. So well, it, it, so that's what. So it, it's I can, un, like I I could understand the Najee Harris pick, if then like they're if they did then take Walker Litter uh, uh, with their second pick. And then, and then you take Kendrick mm-hmm. Green, and then they did take another offensive tackle, and so they're then they're yeah. addressing that whole running game right there, and like, and then they're at least setting up the foundation, you know. But for me, the the, the um, and, but I do also agree with Flossie. I don't think I'd take a running back in in the first round. Yeah. Wasn't <clears throat> Najee Harris, and then uh, um, Michael Carter, or or uh, the the other running uh, the other uh, North Carolina running back that was going around uh, at that time. I forget uh, his name. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna look that up. But the pick to me though, that but then then taking Pat Fairmuth. Was the it second, Devontae Williams? Yeah, Devontae Williams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then taking a Pat Fairmuth and then still not even addressing the and don't get me wrong, I think Pat Fairmuth is 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 a solid talent and the clear second best tight end in this class. Now, of course, it wasn't that deep of a tight end class, uh, and Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. was the number one, but. Uh, that's that for me though is where it's like you're then you're you're still not setting up 
Najee Harris or your offense really up for success. You could go get some random, some 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 great offensive weapon, but then if you've got guys like you and I on your offensive line, it's not going to do any yeah. good if Ben Roethlisberger slows dirt back there. So. Yeah, no, exactly. And so that for me is probably my biggest complaint. It's just that that was their glare, biggest need last year. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a glaring need, and they didn't fix it. That's why they lost six straight games at the end of the year. Yeah. They started out 11-0 and and finished – Eleven and five, and then lost the first week of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. And then for me, another thing with the Pat Frymuth pick, they didn't need any more pass catchers. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily have like a tight end that's like elite, but you have uh, Juju Smith Schuster, Chase Claypool, uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's three good pass catchers, right? Did they take uh, Chase Claypool as their first pick last year? No, he was a second round guy. A uh, second round guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. And then you're gonna lose a guy in Alejandro Villanueva, and then try and replace him with uh, Dan Moore Jr. Yeah. from Texas A&M, who's a, a rookie fourth round draft pick. And I'm not, like, not to like beat a dead horse here, but even if Dan Moore comes in and shows potential, he's not gonna be a Pro Bowl tackle like Alejandro Villanueva was, mm-hmm. and. Not not out of the gate. Yeah, not out of the gate. Yeah. And uh, it, so you already have a worse player. Now, I'm speaking for 2021, not for future development or any anything. But you already have a worse player at left tackle, probably the most important position on that offense besides quarterback, especially when that quarterback is Big Ben, who is not mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then your offensive line is still weak. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, and and, so that's a, and we just mentioned maybe the Bengals can surpass the Steelers, but I only say that because of because of this draft because they didn't really address too many of like the major needs that uh, they have going forward. And so mm-hmm. and I don't know how this offense is going to be successful because Ben Roethlisberger it won't really be that mobile, uh, and they they have a tendency to lose steam uh, throughout the course of the season. So. Who knows? And, and, and still, they're not even getting one of the the uh, uh, other quarterbacks, uh, like like the second tier quarterbacks. Not not to mm-hmm. be uh, insulting. Yeah, but. but then they could have drafted Kellen Mond with that pick, who is I think right now is an upgrade from Mason Rudolph. I mean, just arm strength and everything. Oh yeah, like, it already better than uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but. For me, so the only reason why I'll give them a D is just because of some of the talent that, like, because of the Pat Fryermuth talent, I think he is a good prospect. Same with Najee Harris. I think he, in the right system, could be successful. Mm-hmm. He's already shown it. He's was successful in Alabama in the right system. But, however, though, I, I, I uh, it's so low because I, I don't know how they're going to be. Any, anywhere yeah, near. I will say the one the, the Quincy Roche uh, edge rusher pick the, uh, at sixth round. That, that's good value. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna go C minus. Okay. It's uh, one of my lower grades. It's not my lowest grade. Uh, C minus to D plus area. I. I mean, besides Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, and Quincy Roche, it's a lot of guys that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, so they really only had 
three top 100 picks. Although I guess that's what most teams have. Uh, but, like, I don't know. For me, they, it just didn't do a whole lot for me. And they, they yeah. didn't address some of their biggest needs. And, yeah. So I that, that for me, is is why I, I give them a C, D plus to C minus. Just because they just – I don't know. I just feel like they kind of botched it. Granted, typically the Steelers have drafted well. Um, and so, like, we in, come September through November, we could look really stupid. Uh, oh, I'm sure we oh. – well, we're gonna look stupid either way. We have our parents to I mean, blame for that. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. <laughs> but, but yeah, I agree with you. I don't know. It, it, it's it's one of those things because I feel like now you get to the point in his career where and Roethlisberger is more of a liability. I feel like, and mm-hmm. with this draft class, it, it's just I think only going to show his. It's just going to it, per- amplify his weaknesses. Yeah. 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 So. I don't know. Who knows? Old quarterbacks have been having some success. Phillip Rivers made the playoffs last year. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Aaron yeah. Rodgers made it all the way to the NFC Championship game last year. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. I don't think the future looks bright for the Steelers, I, and I think you agree with me on that. Yeah. Uh, but I think a team that's future does look really bright is the Cleveland Browns. Yes. Yes. And they they – Put a nice whooping on uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. I think twenty-eight nothing after the first quarter. Got a little yeah, dicey yeah. there. Got a little dicey there towards the end. But. Yeah, I think that, I think at one point they closed the gap to twenty-one yeah. points. So yeah, but I okay. I, I said this pre-draft or pre or not pre-draft pre-show, but I am very familiar with all of these players except for one. Tony Fields out of West Virginia is a guy that I have not heard of. Yeah, but Greg Newsom was the best defensive back in the Big Ten last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremiah Usukormoa, I mean, top three linebacker. Yeah, got him late second round. Uh, yeah. yeah, late second round. Anthony Schwartz is a huge wide receiver out of Auburn that apparently ran like a four three one. I think he's six five, ran a four three one. That's huge. Holy cow! Uh, James Hudson is a talented offensive tackle out of Cincinnati who. Sadly, got thrown out against Georgia, but was having a good performance against Aziz Ojolari and the rest of the Georgia defensive line until that point. Tommy Togiai was a guy who actually kind of gave some of Alabama's front seven, or not front seven, uh, front five fits in that national championship game. Uh, Richard LeCount is a very fast uh, safety out of Georgia. And then Demetric Felton is a Swiss Army knife out of the backfield. He can play slot receiver and running back. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I really like sit down and look at it, I think the Browns might have had the best draft of any team. I like yeah. I I'm gonna go ahead and just say I give this an A plus because they have guys. One, it's it's a diverse draft. I don't think they repeated any position across all eight of their picks. Yep. And they got uh, picks of need, and I think they built depth, and they got tremendous value at all their picks. Yeah, well, it's the Browns. I would put in as one of those teams where, especially offensively, uh, um, I think you can make a case that uh, offensively, they they were they were just as well rounded coming back into this season than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they had the best offensive line last year, uh, and, until injuries kind of hit, uh, hit them uh, in the playoffs. Uh, and um, but then, 
you still have a very uh, diverse uh, uh, receiver set. You have Baker Mayfield, who I think is a great leader coming out of the backfield. Um, and you also do have um, the, the the running back tandem with Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt as well. Uh, they did need to have some depth uh, in the uh, defensive side. With, and that's where I agree with you. Getting Greg Newsome as your first pick cornerback, I think he can do a phenomenal job. It can eventually be a lockdown corner for them. Jeremiah Formo, all, all the way down to him, you, you have to take him, especially as the best player available. They did also need linebacker help uh, as well, in my opinion. That was one of the things, I think, in that Chiefs game where they showed a little bit of uh, vulnerability uh, was in the linebacker position. Yeah. Being able to cover running backs out of the backfield was something that they struggled with. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, they showed on that fourth down play, short yardage passing was uh, mm-hmm. one of their weaknesses last year. Yeah. But they, they do play a little bit more of, like, an off-coverage style. Yeah. Uh, and so – I. But even then, then you have Anthony Schwartz, you have uh, Jabari Parker, and then, and then as as the receiver one, uh, Austin Hooper, and I feel like I feel like I'm Jabari missing Parker, somebody. not Jabari Parker, uh, Devontae Parker, right? No, that's the Dolphins. You mean uh, Jarvis Landry? Oh, that's who. Okay, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. A, a former. Dolphin. I was like Jabari Parker's a basketball player. Yeah, yeah, uh, a, a, a former uh, a former Dolphin. I got yeah. I, I got a couple. I got the initials right. I think. Um, actually, I don't think I did either. But uh, and, and then you have Austin Hooper uh, as well at tight end. Like they're going to have a lot of weapons and and, and David were, and Joku and Odell Beckham. I think is still signed through the season. I think Odell Beckham still signed. I mean, you look at this. Their offense was already pretty tough to stop. Like, man, I don't know how I don't know how you're going to stop this offense. And this defense is only going to get better, especially with these yeah. picks right here. So. Well, then too, they also signed John Johnson the third from uh, L.A. And mm-hmm. he was one of the best safeties in the league last year. Yeah, and, and, so, and they did. It, uh, and I believe they also did get Andrew Davey and Clowney, right? For uh, yeah, for yeah. Deep. So, yeah. so you don't need much at him. But if Jadavian Clowney can be half the person that, or half the defensive end that he was, yeah. alongside Miles Garrett, I mean, that that could be a nice uh, resurgence for him. Yeah, so. I mean, on on paper, the Browns. On paper, the Browns are probably the most well-rounded team in the NFL. And I cannot believe I just said that because literally three years ago, they picked first overall. Multiple times. I mean, they picked first overall multiple times. Yeah, yeah. And so I I think Baker made a huge step forward last year. I think he's going to continue to improve. Uh, I think he just had to get his sea legs under him in the NFL uh, as well as the talent for the talent to catch up to him. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at their roster, and there's almost no holds. It really isn't like, and that like that's what. So, as I said, Cleveland Browns, as I said at the beginning, of this is one of those teams where you put them up with the, the Buccaneers, the Colts, the Bills, the teams that have, have came in and got pretty uh, well rounded, and mm-hmm. we're trying to add some depth and maybe like some critique, some holes, you know, and try and find value in all of them. I mean, I think they just hit the nail on the head on every single one. Even uh, 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 Tavi Uh if you have him on Togi-i. the interior, huh? Togiai. Togi, my apologies, sir. Um, uh, with Tommy Togi on the interior, and then you have Miles Garrett uh, on the outside, and then Jadavian mm-hmm. Clowney can return to form. Like that's yeah. one hell of a uh, uh, front line right there. Yeah, and then you have uh, Jeremiah Usikormoa behind him with John Johnson, and then you have Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom on the, on mm-hmm. the edge. I, I mean, the the Patriots play the Browns in twenty 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 one. I don't think the Patriots actually even really stand a chance. I, 
The only thing that can bring the Browns down is injuries and coaching. Yeah. But even if injuries happen, I think they're so deep that they can play through it, kind of like what they did in the end of last year with their offensive line. I'm blown away that in three years the Cleveland Browns have actually kind of made this type of resurgence, but they're good. Like, they are Yeah, very they're good. really good. Yeah, they, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing them uh, play this year. And especially in their division, I mean, all the other teams, I feel like, are going the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and we're going to get to the Ravens in a second, but they, they're – and right, when you think about it on paper – so I'm trying to think, and the AFC is so deep uh, to begin with. Like, you, I mean, you get the Bills, the Chiefs, uh, and then uh, um, the Colts as well, and now the Browns. Those would be my four picks uh, to mm-hmm. to win each division. I mean, that right there—that's a heck of an AFC uh, uh, divisional series yeah. weekend uh, alone. Yeah. Then you get all the other teams uh, in their division as well. Yeah, and it, I I legitimately think the Browns are Super Bowl contenders. I mean, oh, I they so. were a play a play or two away from beating Kansas City to go to the AFC Championship game at Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think they now they're seventeen games. They could win thirteen of those seventeen games to go thirteen and four. Yeah. Well, and I and I also think too, uh, the Browns are only going to get better, and the Chiefs I think are going to uh, rescind a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I I personally think, uh, um, and I'm sure. After this draft, we'll, after we're done with all the draft reviews, we'll, we'll do a Super Bowl prediction um, mm-hmm. as a June whatever. But um, I, I mean, the Browns are the Browns are trending upwards. So no, they definitely are. And for me, I lost my train of thought. Uh, for me, they also have the easiest schedule of the year, or I, the easiest schedule of any of those four teams you just said: the Chiefs, Bills, Colts, Browns. Yeah. They have the easiest schedule, so I really do think that they could go thirteen and four, fourteen and three, like yeah. area, and well, so uh, yeah, I and and to be honest, we haven't said this since the eighties, but let's say they are the number one seed. I don't want to go up to Cleveland. Oh, in January no. to play a playoff game. No, not at all. I mean, Especially, be, too, uh, COVID restrictions, that will be will be about two years removed almost from COVID. I mean, yeah. that, that will be a – I oh think that stadium can hold 75,000 people. That will be 75,000 strong. Uh, and then, and then, another, then another 2 million outside the stadium. Oh, yeah. I Like, I, that would be insane. And so, for me, I think the Browns are – I, I, probably the best team on paper. I mean, it's it's crazy to say, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I don't really that have win, that much else besides wow to say about the Browns. So yeah, that win I think would put hypothetically. I think that that win for Cleveland would be better than the Cavs win from a couple of years ago. Oh, because the Browns oh, have yeah. been so abysmally bad. Not just over the past, like, like the Cavs after LeBron left and then he came back. It was only a couple years mm-hmm. where they sucked, but then when LeBron comes back, then they, then they, then uh, they're good again. Then they also have Kyrie and Kevin Love as well. But the Browns, as an organization, have sucked for mm-hmm. so ever since ever since the the new franchise started. Um, yeah, like it, that that would be the the biggest win. I, 
I, I know our family would be oh, beyond God, ecstatic. Be, oh, we would have to go up there and, and, and hang out. Maybe that'd be one of those where, like, as a Falcons fan, it's like I'd want to win, obviously. Like, it was the Falcons and Browns. But if they lost, yeah. but it was the Browns, like, oh, that that would be pretty sweet to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be pretty sweet to see. But uh, anyways, as, as cool as that would be to see, we have a – a podcast that we're still working on yeah. right now. So yeah. Sorry, yeah, we, we started daydreaming there a little bit. Yeah, uh, had to snap out of it. But lastly in this division is the Baltimore Ravens, and they had two first-round picks. Um, mm-hmm. One of them I was a big fan of. The other one, not as much. Um, but he's, I still somewhat like it. Uh, for me, Rashad Bateman would have been a top 15 pick if this wide receiver class was not absolutely loaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I almost can't believe it, but to me, he's a surefire first-round pick, excellent route runner, excellent hands. He has good enough speed to go over the top and good enough agility to, to break off those routes and uh, do, run some comebacks, uh, run crossers over the middle. Uh, he's good after the catch. And so for me, I love this pick. They definitely built up their – wide receiver core a ton mm-hmm. uh also signing sammy watkins uh to a free agent deal but i love it i i love it they also got a wide receiver in, in the fourth round tylen walls we'll talk about him a little bit later but mm-hmm. then adafi owe at 31 in interesting for me because he is a really good athlete just necessarily not the most amount of production yeah mm-hmm. so those are kind of my thoughts on like the first two picks. What do you th- like? Well, so uh, kind of agreeing with you, I think they already won the first round with the with the Rashad Bateman pick. If there was really mm-hmm. a big weakness in uh, the Ravens game last year, it was their it was their passing game, uh, not really having like the, the true threat uh, uh, on the receiver end. And now adding Rashad Bateman, then also adding Sammy Watkins, that that already in, uh, uh, increases their receiving core and gives so many more options. I think to uh, John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson um, as uh, the the starting quarterback mm-hmm. uh, because because really if uh, they can do that play action with with him and J.K. Dobbins uh, uh, they can do RPO plays and then it really becomes a, a very serious threat. Uh, well, well, it, uh, uh, any skilled player on the field is, is a serious threat when they also have these great receivers uh, that they did draft. Um, I get the edge rusher pick uh, because the the Maybe they felt that it was just the best player that fit their system at the time. I don't know too much about uh, um, Adafi uh, away. Mm-mm. I know he's a big athletic guy. I mean, yeah. phys- like physical tools out the roof. He- yeah. He's what you want in an well, edge rusher. And that's what you but want. Again, just not the most productive guy. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what you want as well, especially Co. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is so slow, but he can get he can release the ball really quickly, especially with his receivers. Then obviously we just talked about the Browns, and then uh, getting to Joe Burrow is, is essential in in uh, that division. So you want to have a big guy, and if he's a little bit raw, similar to kind of a Gregory Rousseau pick uh, that we talked mm-hmm. about with the Bills, where um, maybe he, he won't do too much this year, uh, but you develop him, and over the next couple of years he can turn into a serious threat uh, if yeah. things uh, do pan out. And they did mm-hmm. get another edge rusher. It wasn't the fifth round, but uh, Dalen Hayes. So – 
they they did double up on that. So if, if one doesn't doesn't succeed, but the other one does, maybe that'll help them out. Um, mm-hmm. And Dalen Hayes is a guy that played against quality competition and had decent production. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so one one two of the picks that I really like in the from the fourth and fifth round were Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was a receiver. I don't. He didn't play in 2020, but he had very good production in 2019. <clears throat> and uh, I, I think that that's just a great pick. I mean, people were talking about him going late second, early third, uh, and to get him all the way in the fourth is is pretty good. Uh, and then another guy that I think <clears throat> got a lot of heat this uh, this uh, college football season was Sean Wade. Mm-hmm. So Sean Wade got burnt like toast. A lot this year, but he was doing something that he's not necessarily that great at, and he was being an outside corner, and he has very, in my opinion, pretty good short area quickness, but when he gets out in space and you have to challenge his speed, I think is where he really lacks, and so I think for, for being a slot corner, uh, it, I think they could help him turn his career around, and to get him all the way at pick 160 is, yeah. is, is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and so, because if people remember from 2019, uh, he was the guy that got thrown out in the Notre Dame game, mm-hmm. uh, or not Notre Dame, Clemson game, uh, with the targeting, but he was having a very good performance. Like that was kind of like the turning factor in that game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I think they did pretty well too. Uh, but yeah, so. I don't know, and yeah. I like I like Ben Cleveland as well. That's that's a good pick. That Solidify the interior offensive line, help with the run game. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the Ravens are, are are kind of one of those where like the, the, their main need was uh, the receiver, the receiver position. Because if you look mm-hmm. at the team as a whole, uh, offensive line uh, they they uh, uh, did add depth in, in Ben Cleveland, and also potentially Ben Cleveland could start here. I, I think he. Um, mm-hmm would make a great guard, uh, as you just said, especially with helping protect uh, J.K. Dominance uh, and, and the run game. But really, one, when they address the receiver position, then everything after that, I feel like it definitely is best player available. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, uh, doubling up on cornerbacks as well uh, with the edge rushers uh, kind of providing some depth, but also if one, one succeeds and one doesn't, then obviously, and I think I, I feel like I've said that a bunch today. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah uh, 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 all in all, it's kind of nothing sexy, but... Mm-hmm. Just overall solid picks. I think I do agree. I think Rashad Bateman is going to be um, very interesting talent uh, this year to watch for the Ravens to see how he uh, uh, ends up and, and develops. Uh, overall, uh, uh, I, I give them a B. Um, I, I, I think that uh, you know I was just complimenting on them uh, um, uh, mm-hmm. on them doubling up uh, just uh, for. To provide some depth, but maybe if they spread it out a little bit as well, um, yeah. uh, or maybe get. Uh, uh, well, they <coughs> to me they doubled up twice, and they kind of reflected, uh, ne- not reflected, three times. neglected three times. Yeah. Oh, they got two corners. So okay, so they doubled up three times, but to me they neglected their biggest need, and that was replacing Orlando Brown that they had just traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that for me was probably the biggest downside to their draft, but I think. They got players that can come in. Like, I think Tylen Wallace and Rashad Bateman will play day one. Uh, Adafa Owe will take over that Matt Judon role. Uh, ben Cleveland will probably play. Uh, and I think Sean Wade is a guy that could probably get some snaps right away as yeah. a slot corner. Yeah. So, okay. I think they got guys that can play. I'm going to go B+. Plus. Okay. Uh, 
And so uh, just because it would have been an A for me if they had addressed that offensive tackle position. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, not not quite as as good uh, just because they didn't for me. But no. so overall, I think this division is going to be super competitive between the Browns and the Ravens. I think the Steelers didn't do enough to help Big Ben succeed, and I also think that the Bengals are still kind of figuring out who they are and they're on the come up. Yeah. Uh, but I think Cleveland and Baltimore are going to be the two best teams here. But ultimately, I think Cleveland is going to gonna win it. I, I just think they're too good. I, I think the reason why Cleveland's going to win is I think they are more of an all-around team. I mm-hmm. feel like the Ravens, unless if Sammy Watkins and Rashad Bateman just explode and really bring in a, a whole new passing game to this team, uh, the Ravens really uh, kind of focus around the running game. Mm-hmm. And the Browns' defense, I don't think it's going to be a slouch this year. And, and not saying that they were last year. They, they were middle of the road, but they had a solid defense, and they're only, they're only improving uh, mm-hmm. as well. I think the, uh, it, you said before, I think the only thing top, stopping Cleveland from, from winning this division is Cleveland and yeah. making sure that they um, that the coaching make, makes the right decisions on players and that people stay healthy. That, that, that really is going to be it. Mm-hmm. But you look at it on paper, man. They got so much talent. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so uh, that, for me, is I think the way this division is going. And the scary part is, is Cleveland has some guys that – could be there for a while uh like i think jarvis landry might be hitting the end of his the prime of his career but i mean miles garrett is still young baker mayfield is still young the offensive line is still young uh john johnson just signed on i think for three or four years uh denzel ward is coming to the end of his rookie contract but then you have greg newsom right behind him Mm. I, i mean this division could be cleveland's for a little while so it really could be yeah so yeah excuse you (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, that was the chair. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh-huh, sure. Sure. Um, but, yeah, no. And so uh, I don't really have too much else to say about this division. Uh, do you have any other notes you want to add? No, I mean, we'd love to see the Browns do well. But um, And we'll kind of get into it uh, a little bit more after we do our, our draft reviews. But mm-hmm. uh, go and, and take a deeper dive into who we think is going to win the, uh, win the division and do some uh, – Potential playoff scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, predictions. Yeah, predictions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry to bring part there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Tracy Take. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. Please make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, smash that like button for the YouTube algorithm. We we do appreciate it here, uh, and we will see you guys next week.